Welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, please donate by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Friday, September 16th. And joining me is my partner, Dr. Orfe Devangi. He's a PhD economist. Dr. Devangi, what's up, fella? Oh, how you doing, Chris? It's good to be back. Always back on the podcast, talking to our audience. I hope they enjoy it. And we're going to try to talk about, to make some a few things clear with the Fed meeting coming up. I think a lot of people I'm talking to are worried about this economy. And I always have to explain. I'm like, well, look, yeah, inflation might be very high, but the unemployment rate is really, really low. So like, it seems people put more weight on prices rising really fast than they do on having a job. Yeah. Well, life comes at you fast, right? And, and uh, I mean, when you're, you know, when you have a job, you assume that you're going to keep it. When you go to buy eggs and all of a sudden they're now $4 a dozen, that becomes problematic. So the Federal Reserve is, is you know, as you alluded to, is, is meeting next week, the 20th and the 21st of September. Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, you know, the speculation is, is that he's going to raise the federal interest rate again, the reserve rate again. And uh, the number that's floating around is a 100 basis point increase, which would be the largest single increase in this string of increases. What would that mean to the average American? Well, <laughs> when the Fed raises rates, it essentially makes it more attractive for banks to park their money at the Fed, to park their reserves at the Fed. There are unlikely or at least less likely to lend to the American public, right? And so a higher Fed funds rate feeds through to higher, right, to consumer borrowing by impacting all adjustable rate products such as credit cards, mortgage rates. And we even see like home equity loans, right? Mortgage rates are fluctuating a lot. Yes. Bond yields, et cetera. So what's happening with the Fed influencing interest rates by raising its key policy rate is that things get really, really difficult for the average American, right? And it gets difficult to borrow. For businesses, it becomes more difficult to invest. The cost of financing new investments goes up. And so you get, uh, you get a decrease in consumer demand on the demand side. But also something most people don't really, really talk about is the fact that when the cost of financing new projects goes up, you might also get a decrease on the supply side, which doesn't really help when you're trying to bring prices down. Talk about that a little bit. So so the supply side and the impact that happens there, what's give me a tangible example of what that might look like. Well, you know, if I'm a business and all my costs have gone up, right, I can't borrow to invest. I got all these people that want to spend money, buy my widgets, but I can't borrow money to build more widgets, to get parts to build more widgets. And at the same time, the cost of labor is super high, right? Because right, we have these labor shortages. I'm going to build fewer widgets. That's what's going to happen. In the housing market, what we saw is, right, look, the builders facing volatile lumber prices facing higher financing costs because interest rates are going up and now concerned about the fact the demand might be falling also because the typical mortgage rate has gone up. 
Well, you know, they're like, okay, I'm backing out of this thing. I'm not building any more housing. The result is, well, housing is not getting more affordable. In fact, the opposite uh, is actually happening right now. So that's a, that's a concrete example of like how the Fed is somewhat limited in its ability to bring us back down to earth without crushing this, without hurting. I shouldn't use the word crash because I don't think, I don't think we're in for a big crash. I think we're, we're in for a potential mild recession. We're in for a lot of pain. And I mean, the Fed chairman talked about pain, all right? There will be no gain without pain. And so there will be some pain. Households and business are going to face it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's often said in, in some circumstances that the only way out is through. What do the next X number of months look like for Americans? And would you think that this rate adjustment, if it does go through, whether it goes through at 100 or 75 or, or, or 50, it's, like I said, it's been rumored that it would be 100, which would be the largest increase yet. What do these next few months look like for the average American? One thing we've said on the podcast before that I think is important to remember is that, you know, these rate hikes don't necessarily affect the economy right away, right? There's a lag, there's a monetary policy lag, right? So what the Fed is doing is going to be really felt, right, months from now, you know, the policy lag is 18 to 24 months, Mm -hmm. according to most research. But, uh, you know, we, we, saw, we see this all the time, right? There's some uncertainty surrounding what the Fed's going to do. And that uncertainty results in, we see it all the time, the stock market falling like crazy after every, before and after every Fed announcement. The decrease in stock market wealth is usually enough to get consumers to spend a little bit less, to be a little bit more conservative on their expenditures. And that usually works to bring down inflation. However, we haven't seen much of that this year. And I think the reason we haven't seen much of that stock market wealth effect is because, uh, I mean, I should, I should really say that the majority of households, the wealth, the wealth, the bulk of household wealth is in housing. And, and because housing, mar- housing, housing prices haven't fallen very much, and most homeowners are sitting on record home equity, I don't think unless the housing market really, really cools down, I don't think we're going to see the type of decrease in consumer spending that uh, that the Fed is trying to engineer in order to bring down inflation. But of course, right. Remember, as the Fed moves to constrain liquidity, lending standards are tightening. And so that means that even regardless of your credit score, it's going to become more difficult and take longer to secure financing. And that's going to be true for households and businesses alike. And so, again, that is what the expected impact of these, this rate tightening cycle is going to be on the, uh, on the economy. All right. Well, we'll stop it right there. I appreciate the insights for Orfe Divangi. This has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.